baby. We in here, yeah, we in here. We Y'all better get comfortable with saying black. We in here, yeah, we in here. Black versus the Board of Education. That's why we are indeed a whole mood. That's it. It's May 15th, and you know what it is already. It is another Monday right here on Black versus the Board of Education. Hello, hello, hello. My name is Miss Laureen, and we welcome you into this place as usual. Um, but before we get the conversation started, y'all know the routine. We got to go and let you know who's in the building. Uh, Miss Anaya, we're going to start with you. Okay. Hi, everyone. Um, my name is Anaya, and I'm currently a senior in high school, about to graduate next Monday. I'm happy to be back in the podcast room, you know. Yeah. yeah. Like you was on punishment. Knock it off. Jalen, hey, hey, hey. Uh, hello. Uh, my name is Jalen. I am a honorary Louisianian. Oh, uh, still with go. this. Man. <laughs> um, How many months has it been? Check my track record. Ask the pastor. Uh, he, he has the exact date that he that oh he swore me in. Um but now yeah. you're making up stuff. Swore me in. It's crazy. We can call pastor. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. Was it were you done or good? No, we over man. here, we over here cutting you off. No, yeah, I did. No, no, okay, all right, Miss Jada. Hey, y'all. Hey, my name is Jada. I am in the Sacramento area. I am officially, officially oh a graduate, y'all. I finished up my last assignment. I'm good for the rest of my senior year. And I'll be walking the stage in June. I'm so excited. You're so excited. I took my pictures today. It was nice. Yeah, that was nice. That was nice. Oh, okay. Are you just telling them because you want them to look at the pictures at some no, point? You don't have to. No. Okay. Maybe Tevin will give us a sneak peek. I don't know. Hopefully. Where's Adrian? Adrian. Uh, I know y'all miss me in my we do my rightful spot in the podcast room. Oh, not too much because he's the OG. Oh. I'll hold it down. I'll hold it down over here. <laughs> hold it down for us over there. Because she goes for college. Yo. No, no, you wow. look good with that background. You look real good right there. You're going to be gone soon. Don't get used to it. Hold it down for the fellas, Adrian. I see you, boy. I got you. Oh, my gosh. Bring Melissa. Come on. Adrian got cut off. It's no tradition. Melissa. Let's not forget who the, who's the OG here, Adrian. Anyways, oh, my name is Melissa. I... Cool it, Kevin. My name is Melissa. I am in the SoCal area, and I'm a junior, and I'm excited for today's episode. Welcome back. Welcome. If you don't stop, stop. Tevin, really? (laughs) Melissa, I wouldn't give him a new poem. I wouldn't even do it. You know what? Tevin, you might have to do it alone. I wouldn't even do it. You're testing it right now. You're an old poem. Oh, can that be the name of the poem? poem. You're testing it right now? Ooh. Hey, somebody write that down. Oh, I need to write that down. Write that down. Do that right now. (laughs) (laughs) But you know what? Uh, We have a guest in the building, and I'm so excited to bring this uh, man on. I was going to call him a young man, but I didn't ask him how old he was. And so I don't want to offend him or anything like that. But this episode is called The Treasure Within. And we have a special guest. And I'm going to let him introduce himself. So can you pull up our special guest, please? Hey, how y'all doing? Y'all doing all right? Yeah, hey. Good, good. You can call me a young man. I'm 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 knocking on the door at 30. I turned 30 this oh, year. Oh, you right? are you a baby. But, Come hey, on I'm, now. I'm still a young man, so it's all right. <laughs> but my name is Michael Archery. I am a professional speaker and a media professional. I am the host of the Secrets of Silent Success podcast and also the co-founder of On Media, which is a full-fledged production company focusing on videography film photography etc and i'm um, based in the great state of texas so yeah i love it i love it i love it well welcome uh well I, yeah i can say a little bit of california love up in here because our, our mm-hmm. other one ain't here. okay yeah so west side yep West um <laughs> welcome to the party um <laughs> we are so excited that you are here yeah. um but before we get into our conversation we were kind of talking in the background and um there's a lot of stuff going on mm-hmm. um there's some crazy folks out there and uh special uh special hello to everybody listening and watching today except for governor DeSantis, oh, yeah. who has mm-hmm. continued his assault on all things not white 
from critical race theory to sororities and fraternities mm-hmm. to uh, banned books about black history and some other things he's concerned about. But today he decided to uh, take away diversity, equity, and inclusion programs for, yeah. from campuses, college campuses. Um, he needs a hobby. What do you think, Jada? I think he needs to touch some grass. It's like <laughs> you're grass. after everything that has nothing to do with white people. And it's, mm-hmm. yeah, somebody what? Somebody called him borderline, borderline anti-black? No, you fool. Because what are we doing right now? You What, what, what is he doing, Anaya? What, what's happening? Being weird. It's just like, and wasn't he was the guy who also, I guess, didn't approve I wouldn't say banned, but didn't approve. Well, I guess banned um, the teaching of AP African African American Studies in Florida, which is very just. You could have American history, but, but Black, Black history, history is a- American exactly. history. What you mean? But they don't want to talk about that. Weird. That's why he banned critical race theory. Yeah. <laughs> like, what are we doing, bro? <laughs> Jalen. Oh, first time I heard of him was when he banned the uh, the fraternities. I was just like, yeah. when he tried to ban the fraternities, I'm like, why? Like, every like He's that's poor. just college. That's what colleges do. It has nothing to do with him. Like, now I'm I'm why. confused. So was it just the historically black fraternities and he sororities, tried to make them inclusive. or was I it? He, I think it was he wanted to make them like inclusive. Like you can, you know how like <sighs> yeah, you know how they say kind of like BSU. BSU yeah. Yeah. they want to yeah. make everything an open yeah. space. Like, no, can we just have something, please? Can we have that just to ourselves? Is that okay? Oh no. Oh, all right. Because that's annoying. It's annoying. Yeah, Adrian, what do you think? Uh, I'm just confused. I mean, I'm just a <laughs> Like, I've seen the headline and read into it, but I, I just want to know why. Like, what is his goal? And this is the joke. He, well, he he hasn't officially declared he's running for the presidency, but he's mm-hmm. out there campaigning lightweight. Um, and, of course, you know, they're, they're leading into their base, and, you know, I don't get into uh, – Democrats and Republicans, because personally, I believe they're uh, different wings of the same bird. Mm. Um, One is overtly racist. One is covertly racist. You tell Mm. me which one it is. Um, But I I think that a lot of times people hold up certain people. And this is the same guy that uh, started uh, that. What is that name? The name of that dude, the penny guy that choked the dude on the subway. And he said that he was a he was a good Samaritan. Yeah. Yeah. Like this is the same guy. Melissa, oh, what? Yeah, oh, I um, I don't know what's wrong with any of these people. Everybody needs to go sit down and mind their own business because he's talking about like like Jalen was saying, it's not inclusive. But has he actually done any research about fraternities and sororities and HBCUs in general? Because HBCUs don't you don't don't just accept black students. Like there are also other students right. who can and do go to HBCUs. So if he was, mm-hmm. if he actually did his job and research before he made decisions, they would be educated decisions. He needs to just stay out of everybody's business. Come on, mind your own damn business. That's what I say all the time. Micah, what you think? Yeah, I was going to say, I can't speak too much on Florida's legislation, but I know, unfortunately, right out the Florida comes Texas, right? And and most of this news that you don't want to hear about, and I know right on our docket here in Texas is the same bill, if you will. So I went to a PWI that had a multicultural center that was kind of a safe space for black and brown people. And that will be no more, right, if if legislation has its way. And it, it makes no sense to, for me, obviously for us, to eliminate uh, a safe space for 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 students. So coming from a PWI and and eliminating all of the DEI resources, not only are you hurting the students. What about the what about the black and brown people that work in that office, right? In my institution, mm-hmm. the president of the DEI is a black woman, right? She's giving me opportunities Most to work are. for the school. Most of them are. Yeah. What do What do these people go? You know, it's hard. Mm-hmm to get jobs in higher education at that level in, in the one president tab that we got, we're trying to eliminate it. So uh, like I said, I can't speak too much to Florida, but I know Texas, unfortunately, we, uh, we, we, we in second line, unfortunately. I, I think it was Charlemagne, the guy over at the breakfast club that say all the crazy people are from Florida and Texas. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, Florida, he ain't too far off. What's in the water? North Florida's different. Gators. Gators. <laughs> <laughs> Literally. I think 
I think it's weird how he has this fetish about trying to tell black people how to control their spaces Ooh, and not even yeah. control, but like not take it fetish. away. <laughs> the fetish, Ooh, like you're targeting fetish. everything that has to do with us. Tell me it's not a fetish. <laughs> he wakes up one morning, he's like, How can I ruin black people's day today? Like, <laughs> it's a fetish. It's a fetish. Melissa, what you saying? <laughs> I'm, I'm agreeing with Jada. It has to be. He has to, like, you know how we have affirmations on our walls. That has to be the first thing he sees when he wakes up on his wall. How could I ruin a Black person's life today? Because there's no other explanation. He's in everybody else's business but his. We're going to put a pin in that because we can't travel on over. Is, is it Memphis? Yes, yeah, Memphis. Where, Memphis. Where, you got this young man just losing his ever-loving oh, mind. Yeah. yeah Why Ray. are people playing with guns on but social media after they done already got know, in trouble? But you want to know the worst part? He what just is lost. It? He just lost out on forty million dollars. Mm-hmm. You don't need forty million dollars well, if he's acting like this. He just I'm lost sorry. out on forty million dollars because of the first gun incident, mm-hmm. and then yeah. two months later, after they really slapped him on the wrist and gave him eight game suspension. Oh yeah. Now you're doing it again, and then it's like. They just they came out and they said he's probably going to be suspended for at least half of next season. Mm, that's, so it's that's, like isn't that, that hurts his NBA career? Yes. Oh yeah, yeah. It hurts. Why hurts would you ruin your future like that? That and how old is he? Twenty four. Twenty three or twenty four. Ah. Twenty three or twenty four. Adrian, you picking your head? Like what's happening? Because <laughs> <laughs> it was crazy. I woke up to it. I'm like again. Yeah. <laughs> I'm <in> trouble. <laughs> No, like, I, thought it, I, I thought they were bringing up old news again. I'm no, like, me too. Yeah. already. No, and, and no. It's like I see people trying to steer away from accountability from him again, blaming the friend for being mm. on live. Uh, but it's it's like not even the friend expected it. Like you had to go mm-hmm. frame by frame to see the gun, and you still got caught. And to make and to add on to that, the the friend point, he knew. The friend kept shouting out, "I'm on live! I'm on live!" while he's on live. Oh. So, oh. He, so Ja literally knew he was on live the whole time, and he still did. It. And you still do that, so you can't put any of the blame on the friend because as soon as the friend even turned the camera, he turned it away super he fast. Turned it, yeah, I was gonna say the friend was looking out for him. He quickly yeah. turned it away, like, "Bro, what you doing?" Yeah. Yes. So the friend was trying to look out for him. Yeah. So he needs a whooping. You know, and I'm gonna tell you why. So yeah. the problem that I have with this. And and this is just me talking from the standpoint of somebody who's mama like. You about to throw everything away, yeah, because you want to make dumb decisions. Mm-hmm. After you got in trouble the first time, wisdom would say maybe this isn't a good idea because I'm a public pe- person, right? Anybody could pull out a camera. Y'all saw that. That's what happened when we was down at Arco yeah. Arena. Not Arco Arena. Go to one. Go to one. Go to one. Yeah. Go to one. We, you, know, you know, anybody can pull out a camera. Yeah. So it's not smart. So who is around this young person telling him right from wrong? It ain't Usher. <laughs> All right. <laughs> the world. Let's get into that. Too, nah, that right. was crazy. Right. Let's get into and that. The reason why I say Usher is because his dad looks like Usher. Oh. If you look at a picture of his dad, oh. he looks like, dead. Huh? Jalen, I thought you were referring to Usher, whoever he got, got into a little art look, altercation with. Now look at him. Oh like, my goodness. Go, Hold on. Tevin gonna pull, Tevin up, a gonna pull up a picture. He Please. said Usher. I'm thinking we I talking like, about why Chris we, Brown. Yeah, I was too. like, why like, did we jump that fast? Yes. Look at put, no the one right there to the to the right. Yeah, there he is. That's same boy. Yeah. Oh talk about everything. I told you. I don't know if it looks that much like him. Nah, not crazy, but I, I see it. Could be brothers. Will he be having them glasses on too? Oh yeah, my god, them glasses! Oh that's my goodness! Nice. So, after he was in trouble the first time, mm-hmm. right, and they used grace, right, by allowing him to come back. Yep. Mm-hmm. What is the expectation now moving forward? Is there no more grace at this point? No, I hope not. No, wait, you said that way too fast. Hold on. What you mean? Why? Because. First of all, the game was slap on the wrist, mm-hmm. and he he just had got because literally the day before that the incident, he had just got the Powerade deal, 
So he just got <laughs> he just got the Powerade deal, and he was the, celebrating. No, and then the next day he's in the club with the gun. So then they took him off the Powerade deal, mm-hmm. and he just got a signature shoe. So he's getting like literally all these things and lined up. And it's not even if we're being real, he had five prior incidents to that. He beat five. up he beat up a seventeen year old. Oh, yeah. He walked up to the um his mom called him because he was in an argument at Champs. Uh, the mom, I mean, he came up and threatened to beat up the worker who was uh, like 18. Then he got into it with the security guard and said, oh, w- what time you get off? Because I'm going to slide back up here. And like, so he has a history of doing mm-hmm. this. Like, and then he put So does a, he need anger management? What's I, the problem? I don't know because they Let gave the money him. Get to they, his head. But the thing about it was right. they gave it him. It is Yeah. And they gave him, uh, they made him do um, some therapy. But they that gave it, no, 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 no. But it was mm-mm. like for four days. And I don't, came I don't back. think I'm so. Like, what? Anytime somebody gets in trouble, just like these school districts, mm-hmm. they are going to come out with a statement, and it's normally boilerplate language, right? I don't believe he did any counseling. I don't either. Not making there. this same decision. He was like, there. there's, mm-hmm. there's been no accountability, and you said accountability earlier. Um, that when there's no accountability and there's really no punishment. For the way that you do things, you're going to continue to do what you did because you, there was no consequence. Yeah. Right. Yep. And so we have to be very, very clear um, when it comes to, um, first of all, our, our children, our boys, our men are not going to be given the grace to continue to make mistakes. Mm-hmm. You can keep saying that this was a mistake. At some point, you're going to have to know better. Mm-hmm. Yep. And he needs some people around him who are going to tell him right from wrong and not be yes men because he has money and he plays in the NBA. Mm -hmm. We have to keep it a buck. Mm -hmm. And so now because nobody was telling him or nobody he respected Mm -hmm. was telling him right from wrong. Now here we are again in the same situation. And I believe the response should be harsher than it was before. Yeah. Because how do you learn if there is no consequence for the action? Yep. Mm-hmm. Right. Yep. I don't know. Micah, what do you yeah, think? I was going to say, I would ask you all, how harsh do you think that punishment will be? Because I think because his level of competencies on the court, yeah, they're going to brush it to the side still. Mm-hmm. And that's what's scary. That's because exactly. they're going to brush it to the side because hey, he can hoop. They're going to put him back on the court and he's not going to stop till he get shot himself or he mm. shoots somebody else or something mm-hmm. more tragic happens. I honestly think they gave him a slap on the wrist this time. I think they give him another slap on the wrist, put him in timeout. They hurt his pocketbooks a little bit, but because of his level of skill as a basketball player, they're going to continue to forgive him. If he was a bench player, if he was a six man, oh, he's yeah, out of the NBA already. Oh. Right. So this, this level of, 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 of uh, you know, competencies on the court has allowed him to, to brush over, and I think it will continue, unfortunately, into something more. Unfortunately, probably tragic happens, but I, I don't know. I see them giving another slap on the wrist and him going back out there and balling still, but I don't know if he learns his lesson or not. I think, I think that they will give him at least half a season, and the reason why I think is that so, harsh or no? Yeah, that's, that's harsh. Forty-one games. Yeah, for real. yeah, NBA and I think and it'll be no pay, no pay. Yeah, mm-hmm. so um. And because the main reason is because two weeks ago after they lost to the Lakers, he lit in his in his going home meeting. He says, I have to make smarter decisions. I have to be a leader off the court. And I need because what I did this season put my teammates in jeopardy and it ruined our season. So I need to be better. Two weeks ago, he said that. And then mm. now two who, weeks later. Who drafted that statement? No, he said he said it during uh, uh, his thing. Uh, uh, who drafted who, that statement? I know he yeah, said. Who coaching him? Yeah, who coaching him on the back end? Because Only thing I say things like that and then do what he just did. Yeah, <laughs> like yeah. That, that's, like, they're diametric contradicts. Yeah, <laughs> like that's, you can't straight PR. Yeah, um, yeah. But I don't think I don't think it's going. Well, I would hope that it's not a slap on the wrist, and and this is why I believe so because I believe there are other brothers out there with the same amount of talent that that, that haven't gotten a shot. And so I think that there's a dime a dozen in, in the neighborhood that poop just like him that would make smarter decisions. Honestly. So it just depends on. Um, I haven't seen this contract. Honestly, I've never seen him hoop. If I could be, if I could be he, perfectly honest, he's pretty. They're trying to make him the face of the league, and that's okay, why. Okay, well, is you such can't a, be a yeah, face that's of the league saying. doing this, and that's why it's so, so. That's why it's so like, what are you doing? Because oh. like, maybe did, it's too much, too fast. Maybe. Oh, for sure. He's 24. Yeah, <laughs> he yeah. A, he's young. He has he a let the fame and money get to his head. That's what I said. Yep. You let the fame and money get to his head. And because they gave him a slap on the wrist, he thinks he's invincible right yeah. now. Yeah. 
Mm. He, he thinks he's untouchable. On top of that fame and the money. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I heard a oh, I'm good. I heard a quote one time from a doctor that said, uh, money doesn't change you. It makes you more of who you already are. Come on. Now. If you already think you got yeah. this trap boy mentality, just giving you money, it's only yeah. going to exasperate the, the, yep. the, the yep. issue, right? It's, I don't think it changed him. I think he was already this behind closed doors. You give him a little money. Now he really flexing. So, yeah. Yeah. Because I think there was a comment made about him, like, oh, he want to be hood so bad, or like this, this, But what if he's also, what if he That's is what I'm saying. Yeah. I was like, he I might think really that's just what he yeah. is. Yeah. Yeah. And then other comments would be like, oh, he wants to go back to, but I'm like, well, if you take someone out of their known environment, do you think you're really taking them out? You can't, like, what do you, what's that, that phrase? You maybe. could take him out the ghetto, but you can't take the ghetto out of him or something like that. Yeah. yeah something like that. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Well, yeah. we're going to see what happens, but I'm not happy uh, with, one the response the first response because that gave him the impression that Mm -hmm. he can do what he wants and that is not a way for our men young men to act in society Mm -hmm. because there's always going to be someone ready to take you down to where they feel you should be Um, and I think that we have not prepared him for what reality really is because didn't did he come Straight from a college? Where did he come from? More, um, Murray, Murray State. State. Murray State. Mm-hmm. So mm-hmm. we've had athletes on here before. Yep. And they talk about how they're treated as athletes, how they're they're kind of lifted up on campus. And they're the big men on campus. And they have all these, um, you know, uh, privileges, mm-hmm. right? Yep. And so I don't think that he's ever not had the privileges, even if he was a kid from the hood. And that's what they bank on. Mm-hmm. They bank on that somebody's making money off of him, whether it's his agent, whether PR people, whether it's, you know, his coaches are making money. The franchise that has him in the franchise, they're making money. Everybody's making money. He's a cash cow. Mm-hmm. Right. So they're not going to let go of their investment as much. But that does not teach him how to function mm-hmm. in society. And that's really, really dangerous because if he lost everything today, all the money, all the privileges, what does that do to him as a individual or a human being? Yeah. We got to get back to the humanity of it, mm-hmm. but we're going to switch gears because I'm sorry. I didn't mean to spend so much time on that, Micah. <laughs> nah, you're good. We're to talk about you. So as a media personality and as someone who owns a media company and you're a professional speaker, what advice would you give someone like this young person? To somebody like John Morant? Uh-huh. Yeah, I think you got to change that circle for sure. But, but, a lot, but a lot of times I feel that we may not know what we don't know. Mm-hmm. And so when you don't know what you don't know, you, you only know one direction. He's going in that one direction. And until somebody puts a barricade in front of him and stops him, because even with them, um, as we were talking about the 41-game the suspension, even with a 41-game suspension, if they're 500, Right at the All Star break, he come back. They make the playoffs. They're in the sixth seed. Nobody cares, and he makes the yeah. same mistake next off season. Yeah, and so yeah. I think either you got to put a hard barricade in front of him, or he's gonna run into something harder. And mm-hmm. so I, I just hope that that doesn't happen as a very talented black man. But I think you got to I think you got to change that circle, and then you have to educate yourself. Like education is the biggest thing. You see all these books behind me. I give all my success, not all of it, but I give a lot of my success to those books behind me right there because you got to educate yourself. And uh, he can educate himself first. Don't go to Florida because they're taking all the education away. Um, (laughs) (laughs) um, There has to be some men uh, around him that that can get to him. I don't know how he grew up or his family makeup. I don't even know if his dad is a good influence. He may just be riding the coattails because he's in the, on the front front row in the damn game and he looks like Usher. I don't know. It's weird. Melissa, <laughs> uh, I'm going to come to you. <laughs> What's You got a question for our special guest and y'all get ready because we're going to turn this into the Micah show. Okay, so my first question is, so we can all get to know you, but so everyone watching can also get to know you. Who are you? And three words or a really short phrase, who are you? Uh, three words. I'm an entrepreneur. I'm a hyphenated. I'm a black man. <laughs> Come on. That's everything. Yeah. <laughs> so entrepreneur, uh, black man, and then I'll go ahead and just say uh, speaker. I'm a public speaker as well. Okay. Okay. And you, I... want me, you want me to give you a phrase or the, the three okay. words? Come on, phrase. Come on, phrase. The phrase, the phrase. 
Um, I think my favorite quote, because I, I, I live and die by discipline. So uh, my mm. favorite quote, my favorite phrase is uh, being an adult is parenting yourself and making you do the things that you don't want to do. I think no matter what I do in life, it's about doing the things that you don't want to do. Um, so yeah, that's my, that would be my phrase. Mm. Mm, that's kind of similar to mine. Do what you want to do, do what you have to do now. So you could do what you want to do mm. later. That's the delayed gratification right there. We can oh, talk man. about that. Yeah. I got one too. Uh you got a you got one what? I got I got one in phrases too. You got a phrase? You gotta what? be you gotta be comfortable being uncomfortable. Dang it, why would you take mine? Uh, oh no. Literally, I was actually <laughs> listening to a sermon and like my new phrase is now living comfortably uncomfortable. Ooh. And now yeah. you know stole mine. It's yeah, okay. Was... I said it better. It's okay. Anaya. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, well, my question was, can you give me a description of your job? Like just more information on what you do. His day. job or his business, because he said entrepreneur, um, which means to me he works for himself. But yeah. Uh, yeah. give the me flex, some. Flex. It's cool. We 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 call it job entrepreneurship. But yeah, so I am. Uh, <laughs> I'm the co-founder of On Media. We're a full-fledged production company. And so uh, while in college, we started this company making videos. So whether that was music videos, weddings, corporate videos, now we're transitioning to doing more films and bigger commercial productions. So I have uh, directed a featuring film uh, called Black Men in White Coats. It was a uh, documentary over the lack of Black male physicians so i got a, a pop quiz do you all know the percentage of physicians in america that are black men seven percent anybody else got a guess i what? really don't have okay? a guess that was hard though what is 30 23 two i was close, oh. two. I was close. Yeah, I was two. Three. that was my first only two percent Wow. of the physicians in america are black men only four percent of physicians in america are black men or women right and then oh. we're not even gonna get into the the difference between if you are a descendant of a slave or not because you're talking about descendants of slaves yeah. that number is even lower so if your last you name is smith johnson williams all that good stuff is even lower so we will say that for for uh, you know episode number two okay uh, but yeah, yeah so you gotta come back with that one. <laughs> Hold on. yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah so back to my my job so i'm an entrepreneur as i said i'm a media professional so i go and produce direct film uh films and corporate videos music videos commercials things of that nature but i'm also a professional speaker it was uh very young in life when people were like hey he gonna be a pastor he gonna do this he gonna do mm -hmm. that and it turns it out I actually enjoyed presentation day when I went to school. Most kids shied away from it. I love to get in front and talk and speak and present. And so about five or six years ago, I started to present about my business and how I was bridging the gap between the older generation and the younger generation. And over the years, I've just gone to present at different schools, colleges, businesses. And so it's a nice little side hustle that I'm trying to turn into the full-time hustle. Okay. okay. That's cool. Wow. Okay. That's what I'm trying. I'm trying. You said no, you yeah. need to be on TED Talk. Yeah, oh, sure. I, I got a TEDx. Go look it up. Uh, what's your white coat? TEDx. Michael oh, Archer on YouTube. Really? I already did a TEDx. Oh, I'm trying to get to a TED Talk, but I did a TEDx. Yes, sir. Okay. okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Little TEDx. Slight flex. So I'm curious. <laughs> what? So you, based on how you're speaking, it seems like this was always your passion. Did you like with your uh, public speaking? Did you ever have like an alternate kind of goal? using your voice or was this like you living in the life that you imagined yourself living so i'm still not living in the life that i imagine myself living because i would like my dollar amount to be higher for the things that i currently do right okay. but you're going to continue to always want better right. right and so for me uh the i'm a i would say i'm a businessman and then whatever. Now, are you a businessman or are you a business man? man. Uh, shout out to Jay-Z. I'm going to say I'm both. Right. Okay. And the reason why I say I'm a, I'm a businessman is because I think I could have sold, uh, you know, T-shirts or I could have, you know, been in I.T., the reason why I became a media production professional is because, you know, my junior, senior year in high school, my brother does music and I was just a little bro that wouldn't hang out with him and start messing with cameras. And so I was like, OK, cool. I go to college for this. I started a business in college, but I was always the kid selling candy in school. I was always the kid trying to sell this or that. So I've always been entrepreneurial in my mindset. It just so happened that I ended up selling media because that was the last thing I touched in high school. And it's like the theory of, you know, see what fits that fit. 
at that time. Right. But now I own a little bit of real estate. I do the podcast and the public speaking to monetize that. Right. I've wrote a book to monetize that. So I'm all about being a serial entrepreneur. They say the average millionaire has seven, you know, streams of income. I've met about four right now. So I'm still trying to level up to get those other three. Listen, I feel it. Yeah. I can talk business all day. So uh-huh. it's free game. It's free game right now. Adrian. Yeah. We gotta give him time to come off mute. Slow <laughs> mode. <laughs> 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 boy's tired. Like in real life, <laughs> it's Monday. It's all good, Adrian. Can I ask my question? <laughs> Quiet, please. Oh, my bad, Chief. You got that? You're still talking. <laughs> go ahead. Go. Go ahead. Uh, I'm blank. I was waiting on the I got it. Uh, so you said you do, you have four streets of income. So would you say public speaking is your main passion that you want to, uh, turn into like your full time if you could? Yeah. So I got like a two part answer to that. So I would love to be able to turn the public speaking into my full-time gigs where I'm devoting, you know, my full time to it right now. I probably devote about 30 to 40% of my time to it from a working standpoint. The other 60% is to the media production company. Cause that's what still pays the bills. However, in terms of my income, I want the primary income to be the real estate, right? Because that's, that's passive. That ain't going nowhere. Another Corona can come. I might not be able to go and speak in person. I may not be able to make another video. People still got to have a place to live. So mm-hmm. I want to be able to have my real estate to continue to invest in those properties for that to be my primary source of income, but the primary source of my time, I would love for that to be the public speaking because I'm trying to help people that look like us, right? I'm trying to help the the the, the black boys and girls and just, you know, being transparent. A lot of times the organizations that I'm going to speak to don't have a budget, right? But I don't want that to stop me from being able to impart wisdoms into those young people. And so if I can get my my real estate income to su- provide the lifestyle that I want, then I can go speak to whoever, whenever, however I want to, without it being a dollar amount attached to it all the time. Mm. Okay. Jalen. Okay. Okay. Um, my question for you is, as somebody who has been having to speak, um, like do a lot of public speaking recently, yeah. what is your biggest tip Um for how to be a better public speaker practice so i'm I'm really i'm a i'm a sports guy i'm a competitive guy i believe in the principle of kaizen anybody know the definition of kaizen k-a-i-z-e-n don't google it don't look it up but if you can tell me the definition of it i'll give you 50 bucks i'll, like I'll cash no. out you. i feel like my dad has told me about oh. that. Isn't being, like being zen? locked in kaizen nah. being motivated nah Kaizen. I feel like I've heard, like, I swear dad said that. Kaizen. K-A-I-Z-E-N. It's the principle of continuous improvement. Mm. It literally translates. It's a Japanese uh, principle. It literally translates to making better, better. So for Mm. public speaking, I've done so many free gigs. I still do free gigs. I've done so many free gigs that I'm continuing to make myself better at public speaking. Right. Like I said, I'm a big sports guy. Steph Curry, I think he's probably the best shooter that's ever played the game of basketball. And Ever. he still will put up 400 shots at practice. Mm-hmm. Why? Because he's making better, better. So no matter how good of a public speaker I think I am or I continue to be, I just got to keep practicing. And it's crazy because once you build competencies, you build confidence. And once you have confidence, you can do whatever you want to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That was a bar. That was a bar. That was the wrong one. Okay. <laughs> I mean, you should have had a, yeah, you know. Melissa. I don't think I don't have a question right now. I'm just so in awe of like everything that you're talking about. I want to be able to get to that point. I also like speaking. I'm a poet. And so being able to turn that in monetize that and turn that into something that you can you can live off of and be able to have four different sources of income just but for from your passion is just amazing so i'm i'm just in awe right now i don't have a question but i will think of one well, well i'll tell you this so i believe the internet is the great equalizer right so i was not only a young black man attempting to be business be in business i was a young black man that's an introvert i like to sit in my desk and work on a computer all day but the internet is the great equalizer you can start going out there and monetizing or turning your passion into your paycheck when you're 16 17 I was in high school. I never worked a job in high school. 
I've actually only had one job my entire life. It was for three months, my second semester of college. And I did that because I thought you should get a real job. And I was like, no, I was already making money on my own. Why would I do that? That's dumb. But it, no, no offense to anybody who works a job, like by all means, right. get your get your money. But for me, I was like, what was I doing? I'm tripping. So if you're saying like, hey, I want to be able to make my passion into my paycheck, I'm saying go out there and start now. Because my story is, hey, when I was in high school, I got a little camera, right? About $300. I got it on Lailway at Best Buy. I don't even know if Best Buy still got Lailway. I'm showing my 30 a little bit. But <laughs> I went and got a, a camera on Lailway at Best Buy and started filming music videos, right? I made $75 for the first one, $150. You know, then I made $300. Bucks. I'm buying my sneakers in high school off of money that I'm making as a freelancer. And then when I got to college... I was still doing freelance in my junior year of college. I was like, how do I make this a full-fledged business? So I got the LLC. I got all the paperwork, everything. But it's no, it's no age requirements on business. You can go out there and start doing it now. And I believe the internet is a great equalizer. I could do all my marketing. I could do all my social media without ever having to shake a hand because I'm an introvert. And without someone knowing necessarily how old I am, because you, can, you have the internet as that great equalizer, right? If you got the talent, if you got that drive, you got that discipline, don't matter how old you are. Miss mm. mm. Jada. My question is for your podcast, which I'm un- unfortunately I've never heard of it, but I would like to know more about it. Can you sure. tell me a bit about when you started and what you guys talk about? Yeah. So the name of the podcast is The Secrets of Silent Success. I went with that name because I'm a pretty private person, but I think I may have some wisdom to impart into others. And I also wanted to interview others who may have wisdom to impart, who are not real loud on social media. So as I said, I'm, a, I'm an entrepreneur. I meet a lot of other entrepreneurs. And I'm like, man, you you got like 40 followers on Instagram, but you got a million dollar transportation company. Like, I need I need your game. Like, how you do that, right? And so what I went out there and did with my podcast, I interview minority entrepreneurs, right? Mm-hmm. So black and brown entrepreneurs about how they got to where they are, some of their success, their tips, their secrets, secrets of silent success. And we have that conversation for these individuals who may not have a loud or big following on social media, but they have the tangible results. They've been in business 15 years. They have a million dollar annual earning company. I want their secrets to success. And so that's what I put together. That's what's up. How often do you guys meet? So we release a full episode every Tuesday. And then I post a lot of my speaking clips and some of the social media clips. I try to post every day on, on you know, YouTube, shorts, Instagram, TikTok, et cetera. Uh, what we've been doing right now is we'll try to, you know, meet up on a Saturday and film three or four episodes. Um, but because we are having a guest on every single episode, it is a little bit more sporadic where, hey, we just do a random one off one like this Wednesday. But we do release an episode every Tuesday. Oh, Okay. Mm. We're gonna have to check that out. Yeah, no, yeah, check, check sure. us out. Give us that, give us that follow, that subscribe. I'll do the same thing. Gotta support each other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm gonna oh, go look that up. Yeah, yeah, for sure. sure. So when you when you're talking and and I think you may have reached out about trying to come in and, and do something with Black Youth Leadership Project. Yep. So what type of things were you thinking you would be interested in doing? Um, and how can we collaborate? in the future? Well, I I think we're already collaborating. Having this type of conversation, having this type of rhetoric and dialogue, you know, that makes me happy, (laughs) right? And so we can all learn from each other. Uh, So I think we've already started to collaborate. Um, I like to go out there and just do research. LinkedIn for this is some free game for all the young people, old people, everybody. LinkedIn is the way to go. If you don't have LinkedIn, if you're not utilizing LinkedIn, go out there and utilize LinkedIn. Oh. You you say you're not? I'm not. No, I'm not. Yeah. I mean, I'm on there, I, I guess, but I'm not utilizing it because I, I don't know. I prefer Facebook. So so with LinkedIn, I don't want to get too much off a tangent. I'm going to ask you a question, but with LinkedIn, I've done deals with Chick-fil-A, well, Porsche, Chick-fil-A. all of that off of LinkedIn. Really? Yeah, yeah. We can get into it a little bit later, but I've done all of that through LinkedIn. It's crazy. But to say, hey, why did I reach out? I saw what you all were doing. I thought it was something unique uh, for, for, for black students. And I was like, hey, I want to be able to be a part of that, to collaborate like we're doing now. And I just look for places where I can go and speak and impart wisdom. And I have a speaking coach. And one thing that he told me that stuck with me is that it's hard to win where you live. And so mm-hmm. even for me, I went to a different city to go to college. And I'm learning as I try to you know, get on this public speaking journey that the school's in Milwaukee 
the schools in Atlanta will hit me back before the schools where I live here in Dallas. And so we're talking about Sacramento. You replied to me. I hit up, you know, for every one of you in California, I hit up 10 people in Texas and I'm on the podcast with, you know, people from California. So it's hard to win where you live. So I'm branching out and reaching out everywhere. Uh, I live in Texas. I can get to everyone in about two and a half hours. So I'm not going to complain. See, I love that. And I've never heard that before, but um, I, I might adopt that. It's hard to win where you live because Absolutely. I just be thinking people be hating and don't want to even really be held accountable because I'm in the neighborhood, right? Yep. Um, but I think that a lot of times, too, when you're from a particular neighborhood or you're from a particular state, people don't value you as much as other people who may be on the outside, Um particularly in this school district we're in oh, they don't yeah. want to play ball with me because i'm not i'm not gonna play fair and i'm kicking their ball over the fence um every chance <laughs> I get. Um, and sometimes they don't like that and i'm okay yeah. with that um yeah. but across town there's another school district oh, who's like us. come on oh, they come love on. on come, come on, on. Come bring on. that oh yeah and we want you here there and everywhere yeah but i'm a product of this district Yep. And this district is like, uh-uh, nope, we don't want her. And it's really interesting. And I find I find a lot of humor in that. <laughs> it's, it's, it's irony because you talk about you go from one district to the other and they love you. What if you went from Sacramento to South Florida? They're going to think you're a celebrity out there. You came all the way out there to help us. crazy people are in Florida. No, you're not going to Florida. No. But they, they, need, they, they need y'all help out there, though. But they but, didn't tell us oh, to come to Texas. Well, <laughs> well, we were in, so we went to Lafayette because you know how I'm a, a, a honorary right, member. Next. The three three seven, my my yeah. biological dad from Lafayette. Hey, okay, I'm, okay, yeah, I probably yeah. know. You know, yeah. oh, <laughs> my gosh, no. I probably know. <laughs> uh, uh, he doesn't get to your point, Jalen. Get to your point. So, so when we were out there, when we were telling them about all the stuff that we offer, it was like such a different reaction. Oh my that god, we would get. yes. They were like, oh my goodness, something like this exists. But like mm. for people out here, they'd be like, Oh, well, that's Go nice. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no. What they would say is, Oh, that's discriminatory. Yeah. Oh, what, that's what about everybody got. else? Oh, We're not worried about everybody else. <laughs> anyway. But yeah, so we've been invited to Texas. We've been invited yeah. to Georgia. Yep. Right. Yep. Um, I know there's people who've reached out from Utah who said, Hey, are you wow. guys still doing your uh, legislative open house, which is coming back in 2024? Just gotta yes, put sir. that out there. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> Somebody else will do it. <laughs> but you know, like there's people who want what we have to offer and it's just making the time to get to these different places. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. And like you said, the internet is the great equalizer because that's how we've been able to have these meetings and these conversations. Sure. But beyond that, you know, it's going to take some elbow grease and that's a lot of miles, <laughs> it is. It a is. lot of traveling and a lot of flying place yeah. to place, but we're game, right? We're game. <laughs> You got to always, always. always. I, know I, I mean, let let them give us a chance to do a live BVBOE episode on one of these college campuses. Ooh, oh, hey. let me put that in the atmosphere real uh, quick. I, 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 can, I can make it happen. Y'all trying to come to Texas? I'll take it to my alma yeah, mater, University of North Texas. We ready to shoot. Hey, I get shout out to Texas because the conversations are needed, um, especially when you brought up the fact that there's a difference be between how black folks who descend from slaves are treated based on other black folks who just may have come over from someplace else. Yep. Um, and I think that there has to be a conversation about that because there's also a difference in how they're treated on school campuses, mm -hmm. sure. but nobody wants to have that conversation. Um, and, and we're game for it. So you let us know when, when we need to make it out that way. Oh, you would love to see a live show. Joy, Joel. I said, Joy. I'm going to combine both uh -oh. his names. Uh -oh. <laughs> Joe Boyd said he now would love would be, to see a live show. We should be. We should. Have y'all done a live show yet anywhere? Never. Nope. We just uh, live here and then yeah. everybody sees a pre-recorded or online. I don't know if we've ever my, done it. My live. goal is that first live show to be in Texas. I'm going to make I'm gonna make a note of that. Do that, please. And then you're going to come and you're going to sit in with the cast, right? Yeah. Or you're going to oh, be most a, a honorary BVBOEN. Let's do it. You heard that? We gotcha. So, like when we're talking about, you know, collaborations, these are things that we can collaborate on, right? We could we could probably do like a black history tour. That's and hit up some HBCUs or not. 
with some PWIs, we can do that. Yeah. <laughs> I'm the tours with that. are the way to go. The tours yeah. are the way to go. On my when I do my public speaking, again, my speaking coach is like, man, set up a tour. So I like to talk about financial literacy because I think if we can get our finances right as a black community, we can level up. Once you got equity, it's hard for anybody to tell you what to do. We need equity, right? And so but I we was, also need some of these legislations to stop inhab- inhibiting our ability, ability to get it. To get it. Yeah. And, that, and that's part of the talk too. And yeah. so what I did um, April is um, National Financial Literacy Month. So I made a little email newsletter said, hey, I'm going to go on this financial literacy tour. And I went and talked to different schools, different organizations. So, hey, you talk about, hey, we're going to take BOE on the road for Black History, Black History Month, too. I think that's the way to go. Send out them emails, send out them DMs. And like I said, I'm going I'm to try to get one of y'all in Texas. So I think, that, I think that'd be dope. Mm. Y'all listening to this? You're talking about I'm, hey, that's my language right now. Okay. Yeah, yeah we're going to have to figure something out because I think that um, having conversations, because what, what I heard in Lafayette is people aren't talking about this. They are. People aren't being specific about what the problems are. And I think that if we decided that that's what we wanted to do as a, as a podcast team, uh, which I know y'all would be game because y'all like to travel. Y'all like to stir, stir the pot in different places. You know what I'm saying? Trying to be <laughs> honorary Dallas member. I got to hear more about this Lafayette trip. Not to be people even know okay. what Lafayette is and the fact that y'all been there. Y'all talking about it. Well, y'all at ULL. What was y'all doing in Lafayette? Man, so. Losing you know, basketball games. Nah, so, uh, <laughs> <laughs> if you want to get down to nitty gritty. If you want to get down Okay, y'all bringing them Lafayette. What's up with that? All right, so we went out there. Uh, Here we go for, for a Passover event. Like, you know Accent's crazy. But look, yeah, you know, we was out there, right? And and then the pastor was he was he was he was, he was hooping. So we had to play pass the team. For, it was a basketball thing. No, had, it wait, wasn't a basketball wait, thing. Nope. It was Passover week in Lafayette. Yeah. basketball happened one of the days okay so listen though because they want to bring up the basketball game we have to play pastor team first in his church you think we beating the pastor team home in his court. church yeah 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 let him talk he ain't talking all day he's like real talk though like LeBron. Uh-uh. Uh-uh. Hayden. Yeah. Well, I mean, no, no, no. I the would worst... have liked to have seen the ball go in the hoop. Yeah. Oh, um, yes. Like as much crap as he was talking so listen, much. Crap. Was talking <laughs> wait, wait, so wait. much. Wait, but this is the thing. As an entrepreneur, you know you gotta sell the fight. No. No. You gotta sell the fight. And then lose it. <laughs> and then lose it. Hey, wearing but, our gear. But it's okay though. You know why? The fa- the stands was packed. There you go. And everybody was Not waiting. for you. <laughs> <laughs> They were there for the pastor, and the pastor was whooping y'all. They, no, they was there for me and pastor. Shout out to Pastor Tebow. Shout out to Pastor Tebow. Shout out to Pastor Tebow. Louisiana. Ask him about me if you know. You know me. Yeah. I'm honorary. They was right. looking for this brother at the end of the game to talk oh, to him. They, yeah. 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 they yeah. was like, what he happened? Sold, he sold a fight. And we recorded That's everything. All That's all you can do is sell a fight. I'm going to need that video. Oh, you're going to get it. I'm going to need that video. Oh, Jalen. Who picked the team? Man, they knew what they were doing. Hey, he Jay, picked no, the you team. Picked wait, the team. wait, but time out though. But time out though. Hey, dude, Every, why are you laughing? All you the, saw the people, that team. All the, wait, <laughs> I'm not telling the whole story though. Like, wait, wait, wait. wait. <laughs> so the everybody that was there, all the other captains are from out there. So everybody, they knew who was good, and they didn't tell me who was good. My third pick left after the first game. I didn't oh, know. That's tough. That's tough. The rest are cheating. Just to play basketball. And then the coach. No, and then and then the it, dude that said it was going to be our coach, right? Oh, right. The, the dude who said he was going to be our coach, he passed a right hand man's. So he was sabotaging. He sabotaged. Y'all were in their territory. What did you expect? You believe it was an internally. Please don't it was eternal, man. It was eternal. What you say? Because what you say, Jalen? You said if we win, it's on me. If we lose, it's on me. So it's on you, regardless. Jalen, Jalen, stop. I can sell the. Hey, I can sell the fight. Jalen, I'm kind of regretting. We need to win the fight. We need to win. We can't just sell it. We gotta win it. But no, overall, the trip was really fun. I enjoyed like being at the booth and having so many people walk oh, yeah. up and be like, yeah. like, oh, my you gosh. To, like, so the booth, we participated in Black Wall Street. Yes, we did. Okay. Where we were able to table and tell folks what we had uh, going on here in California yep. um, and how we go into the school district and, and we advocate for children. 
Um, and that's what Jada's talking about. So. Yes, that's what I'm talking about. And then um, we were talking. <laughs> look at this city. You look good though in the whole mood swag. <laughs> Thank you. Yeah. Uh, next time we gonna take that off. Like, take, take, take it off. Take it off till you make a shot. Nah, take nah, it off till you make a shot. No. Next time we getting jerseys. Shout oh, out my fans. You right. You Who right. You? I am gonna get them jerseys. But, no, we had. It was a good tabling event, and it was interesting to see how many people were like, like we need y'all, like out here, like it's it's crazy out here. And yeah, my right. mom had ex- like explained the difference between what covert and overt, overt, overt racism. And so it was interesting to see their reactions about how badly they like needed us. And mm-hmm. it just showed like we need to be touching different places, right? Because yeah. it's more than just here. Unfortunately, the things that happen here are so crazy. But I feel like we could definitely touch other places. And I look forward to seeing our work expand out to other places. For sure. Yeah, and what I would say, shout out to Pastor Tebow because he said when we ready, he already has the 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 funds for us to be there. So and shout out to him. Awesome. Um, awesome. We just got to make some stuff happen, but it's just a lot going yeah. on. Right. And then to add on to the, uh, what Jada was talking about with the overt and covert, like when we were telling them about different things that would happen out here and like how it was a lot of passive aggressiveness, they were just like, oh, well. Mm-hmm. It's just it's just straight aggressive. (laughs) Welcome to the South. Yeah. Yeah, it's the South for you. Yeah. Yeah, For sure. Especially those small towns. Especially it was just like it was so eye-opening for me because I've never my my all all my family went to to school in Louisiana, but I've never been to the South. You mean your parents and 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 your uncle. Yeah, so because the know. rest of your family stayed in California. Yeah, they was okay. You know, they like me for real, but um, <laughs> but like they were just so it was just so like the, the hospitality. I, I never so I loving. heard of Southern hospitality because so you like loving. that's all they say, but mm-hmm. like it's really a thing. <laughs> and it's I a would, real thing. I mean, Florida don't count in that hospitality Florida's his own country. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. I was made. I made the joke about like the difference, but like when we went to New York and like. You would walk in the store, they'd be like, what do you need? I'm like, hi, how was your day? My day was kind of good. You know, can I get a table for <laughs> for five, please? But like everybody in Louisiana was like, hey, babe, how are hey, you? Babe. You're right here. Oh, like, well, yeah, babe. Yeah. I walked, yeah, yeah babe. I, walked, I walked in there. They was like, I love you. I was like, huh? Welcome to the South. Yeah. Hospitality and good food. And I saw oh, so many people with locks. I loved the lock appreciation. I live for that because... I don't know. I just, you know, I, I just don't see it enough, I guess, out here. Maybe I'm in the wrong area. But in the South, it was like there was a whole family with locks and it just made me feel really good. And I don't know. It just, yeah, it was a lot of black culture out there. It was just it was different. Oh, it, it was is. different from our, so our different. community out here. Yeah. Like we say that that we have a community, but mm-hmm. out there, there's really a community. Really? Yeah. And they love each other and they want to take care of one another. And it was just so different to be in a place where you walk in and your family right yeah and then out of that particular um church they have a a school that I actually had a chance to tour and those babies were so happy and and they were just running around and they wanted to show us different things that they had going on normally when I go to a school out here then babies are crying yep Mm -hmm. because they've been traumatized by adults and so I, I just the, the the stark difference uh, was something that I'm like, I need to go back to Lafayette. Well, I let, just need to re-up. Let me ask you this. I would ask you all, what do you all think is the cause of that difference? Because mm-hmm. I feel that a lot of times we have very small pockets of blackness in the South, especially Texas, mm-hmm. right? We have very small p- pockets of blackness in Texas um, or in the South in general. I don't feel how Atlanta feels or how Chicago mm-hmm. feels or even like a Milwaukee or Cleveland. I mean, like it's saturated with blackness, right? Mm-hmm. Texas has these pockets. Louisiana has these pockets. So it was interesting that you talked about how it felt like family and it felt different than what you all experienced on the West coast. I would ask you, what do you think is the, the reasoning for that experience being so different in the South? I think for me personally, I think a lot of people out here are more to them. Like, worried about what they have going on mm-hmm. and it's not more about the collectiveness of community. Yeah. Uh, it's more so like, uh, how can I improve myself mm-hmm. before I improve everybody else out there is like, how do we could improve everybody else along with myself? Yeah. How can mm-hmm. we all get them to For eat sure. at the same table? Yeah. Type stuff. Melissa, what do you think? 
I think that there's a difference between a loving community and a loving environment. You can have mm -hmm. a loving community in an environment that is not loving. And I feel like that's what I personally see um, mm -hmm. here on the West Coast and in California. And you can see a Black person walking past and they're not going to say one thing to you. But mm -hmm. in the South, and I've been to Louisiana, I went last year with my family because uh, my both my grandparents are from there. And so I went there and being able to walk past a whole bunch of black people and everybody's gonna say hi. Everybody's gonna compliment you or like what Jada was saying, you walk into a store and they're gonna say hi and ask you how your day was. Like, I feel like there's just a difference between a loving community and a loving environment. That's mm -hmm. good, Melissa. That's great. Wow. What about you, Anaya? What I do you think? I feel like I tie just everything back just to history. Mm. Just what? in what way? Just going back to slavery, you know, and yeah you had to be so tight knit and be there for everyone. And in the South, that's where slavery was most heavy, right? Mm -hmm. So I feel like that's just passed on through generation, through generation. You have to be there for your people, be there for your people. Not saying that we don't have that same mentality in California. We don't. We don't. Okay, right. <laughs> so I just think that's where it just stems from, from my thoughts. That's the first thing I thought of is just, that's was passed down generationally. It was just be there for your people. Mm. Yeah. Like unconditionally. Adrian. I think the biggest difference is um, when you're in the South, one thing I feel like you're growing up on is respect. I noticed mm -hmm. when you're there, everyone calls older uh, females, ma'am, sir. For sure. Mm -hmm. You know, it's, it's very respectful. And here it's like, you know, we're rude. And I we are. That's, you, that's you not wrong. For you. Yeah. <laughs> Talk about mm -hmm. it. Yeah. And I, I noticed that in myself when I went to Louisiana, but like people were talking to me randomly, like, why are you talking to me? going there i was able to check myself and like hey, this is how it's supposed to be yeah you're like oh this is how i'm supposed to be treated all right got yeah. it got it got it got it, it. miss jada <sighs> i feel like my mind just went blank um i feel like uh, so i've been told that the south moves a lot slower than california especially on the west the west coast the east coast seems to move a lot slower um so I feel like when in California, everybody's so go, go, go that they don't have time to worry about yeah. the next person. It's like, I got to do what's best for me. Whereas in the South, it seemed like everybody was just so like, not like not moving, but like moving, but making sure that they brought the people that they loved mm -hmm. and cared about with them. And I think it just goes back to like the community and like not having so many selfish tendencies in order for survival and more so like, mm. I want you to eat at my table. I want to care about you. I want to make sure that you're well. Um, I don't know. It's just energy is so different and I love it. Like every bit of it. So, yeah. And I think wow. I would agree with you in terms of, you know, they want each other to be okay. But what I also saw is they were feeding everybody. Oh yeah. They were making sure you were well fed. Mm -hmm. They were making sure you didn't have a need. And unfortunately, excuse me, unfortunately here, I believe that we're siloed only certain people look out for certain things so it's not a holistic approach to it um, I think that's what we're trying to develop here is a holistic approach to support an, of the community but before you just have people siloed and they're taking care of whatever it is that they're taking care of and they're not thinking about anything outside of where their four walls right just kind of like black churches they're going to mm -hmm. take care of what's in their four walls mm -hmm. and they're not really worried about what's outside of those four walls. And unfortunately, when we were coming up, church was a lot different because we cared for the community. But as we've uh, seen churches um, progress lately, um, you know, we don't have choirs no more. They got praise and worship teams. Uh, everybody's trying to get out the building in an hour and 15 minutes. We used to be in church seven hours. You know what I mean? Like, it's just a difference. Everything is go, 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 super regimented, three mm -hmm. songs, move to the next task, collect the money, and then you get you get your, your sermon, and then everybody's out the door, and you call that church. The church is supposed to care for the community. It is not a, a museum for saints. It is a hospital for sinners. That's mm -hmm. what we were told coming up and so we've lost kind of touch with that community feeling we lost kind of touch with our responsibility to one another and it's it's just evident and in Lafayette that was not the case and I felt more at home 
there than I felt here. Um, mm. I can't pick up and leave here. Um, because I don't know if it was just, you know, Disneyland dad feels, you know, cause it looked good for that little moment in time. And right. then, you know, the week starts over and you have to deal with the real, um, reality of the situation. But what I can say is how I felt bringing everybody from here there. I mean, I, I wouldn't have, I don't know if we would have bonded like we did. I don't know if we would have tried all the different things that we tried, including frog legs, which hey, I was alligator. Hey, alligator. Hey, alligator. alligator hit. Oh, yeah. Oh, it alligator hits. Alligator different. Um, I don't Y'all get some Buddha? No, oh, I didn't get any. No, but it's good. Boudin. I know it's good, oh, but yeah, I just didn't do that. Next time, next time. When we come to uh, wherever you are. Houston, you said? I'm from Houston. I live in Dallas now, but Texas. Well, I'm all over Texas. Dallas, we going to eat. Something I wanted to mention, it's kind of funny. It's as if the in- entrepreneur just came out of you because I feel like we're supposed to be interviewing you and you was interviewing us. I'm oh, not going to you. <laughs> you just started that interviewing part. They were like, well, how do you feel about that? Well, why do you think that is? And I'm just sitting here like, wait, ain't we supposed to be interviewing you? I'm a podcast host too. I will answer my own question a little bit. I think your greatest strength is also your greatest weakness. And I think when it comes to why that South has that feeling is because we're old fashioned. Yeah. And that makes you have this familiar uh, community environment. Everybody's hospitable. Everybody's saying, yes, ma'am. The first thing I got on here when I got on a call, I'm yes, ma'am. Yes, ma'am. To everybody. But in that same vein, it makes you great. It also makes you weak. We don't have the progressive legislation that you may see on the East or West Coast. Like we we going in reverse order <laughs> a lot of time with legislation here in Texas. Yeah. And we're, we we they hey we have the you know it ain't passive aggressive, it ain't microaggressions, it's aggressive aggressive because we're yes. old fashioned. Sure. Right. So I think that's our greatest strength and our greatest weakness is that hey, we are slow paced, we are old fashioned, and it makes you feel good and warm inside. But hey, when that feel good and warm wear off, you oh, I see why they had the great migration and all the black folks feel it from the south. Right. Yeah. So I think you get a little bit of both for sure. Mm. That's I mean, man. Not to make y'all feel bad about it. No, no, we're not sensitive like that. <laughs> but we're that. we're we're trying to do it different. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it starts with how we function as as a unit and how that is spread to everybody outside of these four walls, right? Um, and I think that we've been doing a good a good job with that so. so far. I agree. Um, and then we got some young people that are leaving and going to college. And so hey. I got to, you know, <laughs> but we're going to, you know, we're running out of time and Soon I got to get these, I got to, got to, got to get these announcements in. <laughs> so Miss Anaya is graduating on the 22nd. Yes. <laughs> so is that a Monday? Sure so is. you won't be here next week? No. Wait, okay. what time is it? Graduation is at 11 a.m. Yes, of course. No, oh, okay. it's all day time. <laughs> okay. yeah. So we're going to send her best wishes because we want her to have a fantastic day uh, next you, Monday. You. Also from our team, Miss Kima is graduating uh-huh. on Thursday and Friday. One Ooh. junior college. <laughs> She's graduating from Sac City on uh, the 18th and from Sac State on the 19th. Sac so shout okay. out to Kima. Ooh, hey, girl, yeah. what's your best <laughs> And then, of course, we have Celebration Weekend coming up June 23rd through the 25th. Mm, um, all yeah. of our promoters and our graduates will be walking that day. I know it's going to be hosted by this very team, Team <laughs> BBGOE. Right. And we are ready, yeah. um, ready to have some fun. I'm trying to get Micah to come on out here. Come on, Micah. Come on, I'm a little secret. You know, it's my birthday weekend. Come okay, on down, guys. You know, no, Jalen, that's not on the flyer. That's not on the flyer, Fly. It's on my flyer. <laughs> I think on my flyer. He got to sell the fight. He got to sell the fight. Oh, he's trying to make it about him. We with it. No, no, no. <laughs> Forgive me in the dough. He's going to get everybody in the dough. Okay. Who told you that? Yeah. Me. Oh, me. <laughs> We're That's not going to lose that game. So uh, we want to make sure that you guys have uh, a great time next week and that sure. you won't miss us too much. I'll so we make flowers. sure to send something Thank over you. to your graduation mm-hmm. for you. Thank you. Um, but with that, y'all, look, we don't ran out of time. Um, mm-hmm. I can't believe it. It went really, really fast. It went super fast. 
Yeah, because we was laughing too much. Y'all yeah. keep keep the humor to a minimum next time. Thanks. My bad. I'll, I'll have funny, I'll have man. less charisma. Laughing is good for the soul. You gotta laugh. You gotta no, laugh. we're right. from. You gotta remember, we're from Lafayette. Nah, that ain't it. Get out of here now. No, that was funny. I'll give you that. Come on, man. Can we mute Jalen? Yeah. Oh. <laughs> so we, we, can't, we can't mute him without everybody else being muted oh, so oh, <laughs> but we will catch you guys here next week who are we talking to next week y'all Ooh, uh, well, it's, we gotta uh, double check but I believe oh, it's the, the mayor, mayor from Antioch, Antioch California cutting mm, yes, up uh, the, the FBI found out that his police department oh, yeah. was, was set tripping and Adrian mm-hmm. brought us that uh, that story when you guys had to do your uh-huh. research you yeah. did. Uh, so the mayor of Antioch California Mr. Thorpe will be Thorpe. in the building I don't know if he's going to be here or if he's joining virtually but we will uh, double check but it should be a fantastic conversation oh I look forward to um, sure. I'm ready to I'm, I'm ready girl yeah, so yeah, we will only, be back here <laughs> next Monday <laughs> 4.30 right here on Facebook and YouTube. We are Black versus the Board of Education. It looks like uh, Adrian's oh, yeah, arms ready. are he's ready. Already oh, ready. Up. No, he's already All right. Get that wave. So, All right. Hit the wave. Adrian. Come uh-huh. on, Melissa. Millie. Oh, Millie yeah. rocking at you. Micah, go ahead. Hit the hey, wave. I got you. I got you. Oh, 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 oh. Kill it. Kill it. Hey. 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 Hey.